This is the Kindness and Happiness Connection with Dr. Elia Gorgoris, the Happiness Doctor, and Randy McNeely, the Kindness Giver. Join us weekly with our invited guests as we share actionable kindness and happiness tips, insights, and inspiration to promote personal and professional well-being. Good morning, everybody. I'm Randy McNeely, the Kindness Giver, here with my co-host, Dr. Elia Gorgoris, the Happiness Doctor, here for another episode of the Kindness and Happiness Connection podcast, where we're promoting professional and personal well-being. Elia, how are you doing this morning? I'm doing great this morning because we have back by popular demand, round two, Jacqueline Way here in the studio. So we're excited to. Uh, I am ready for round two. Let's go. We are yeah, ready for round two. Woo! <laughs> Jacqueline, we are so happy to have you here today. Well, you know, there are no two people I would rather spend time and this conversation with than you two. So thank you so much for having me once again. You know, uh, it's the, the messages that change the world and the conversations that make a difference. Well, you're so welcome. Elia is going to, you know, we've got a lot of good things to say about Jacqueline's share today. Jacqueline is very modest. Elia is going to share the modest bio that she gave to us so we can learn a little bit more about her. Yeah, I could I could do like 10 times what she's given us here for her bio, but her humility <laughs> speaks volumes, but we will get more out of her as we begin. So Jacqueline Way is a dedicated world changer. What a great way to start the, you know, your uh, description of your mission and your uh, purpose in life, Jacqueline. Her purpose is to inspire and educate the hearts and minds of people to create a happy life in a happier world. She expresses her purpose through her charitable organization, 365 Give, which was created and inspired by her son with a simple mission to change the world one give, one day at a time. So having said that, let's dig into it a little bit deeper. Why is kindness and happiness so important to you? And how do you see, you know, how does that tie into uh, your personal, professional, or I guess, or both sides of one's life, not just yours, but uh, the people that you serve? That's a great, that's a great question. And, you know, I think there's two parts of this for me, uh, you know, giving and kindness um, and happiness, because that's all tied into what we do about 365 Give. It's, it's tied into what I do in this world. It's all tied together. And I like to think of it as an infinite circle. So um, if you see our logo, um, it, it's a circle uh, because if you're lacking in happiness in your life, we always say, if you, need to, if you need to give yourself a boost, go out and give. Do something small for somebody else because it will increase your happiness. But here's the really neat thing is that when you're happy, you're going to find that giving just flows out of you completely and totally naturally. You know, human, humans are literally neurologically um, designed uh, to give and to spread that. So if you need a little happiness, go out and give. But if you're feeling really happy, you're going to find you're innately going out and giving naturally. Um, and that, that makes it really easy because it's literally one lifts the other. And it's how we spread this, you know, at a global scale and how we work through 365 Give um, to spread that at a global scale. Because we know if, if everybody was giving in just small ways, in ways that they could, and whether that's a smile, it's picking up garbage, it's feeding one homeless person, 
then the whole world is tackling the world's largest problems. And it's part of our challenge right now is that until everybody's working towards tackling the world's biggest problems, like hunger and poverty and climate change, things won't exponentially change in the timelines that the UN, for example, has now given us for climate change. So it's, it's really inspiring that in every person in the world so that we're creating a culture of giving and kindness and happiness in our world. So that's the big one. And we know that, that when we increase our happiness and Randy, you're such a great example of this now, is that it increases our well-being, both physically and emotionally. Um, and so when we're happier human beings, we're healthier human beings, we're more emotionally stable human beings. And again, that just keeps growing the, the giving in every way and starts to change our mind, mindset, which we're all talking a lot about and changes our habits and the way we see and view the world and how we go out and act in the world. You know, one of the things that Randy and I, and we go back 20 years, that we've talked about it frequently, you know, off the air as well, is anytime we're down, the quickest way to get out of being down is to go and serve somebody else. Like do something for somebody else and forget yourself in some ways and do something. And I know, Randy, you are naming all the small ways that people can be of service. I know that he has struggled more snow than anybody I know. <laughs> in the history of the state of Iowa, I can hear him. <laughs> I shoveled myself into a near heart attack is what I did. <laughs> An interesting thing about that, though, I mean, because I made that effort to do that, to serve the people in my neighborhood, I got to know a lot of neat new people. It's the social I, connection of giving, which is so it, important. Key pillar of well-being and mental health. The, the other thing, when you serve people, you can't help but grow to love them. It, I mean, it's totally... I, I've really grown to love these people. I, you know, I'm, as I've gotten to know a, a little bit more about them and, and tell me about their, their lives and their grandkids and all these other things, I have grown. I have become a better person because of it. And it makes me happy. And it makes me want to go, go do, do more. <laughs> it makes me want to serve more. And, you know, honestly, I look at the health challenge. You know, I, just for our audience's sake, I, I, had a stent, I had to have a stent put in my heart because I, I overexerted myself and I ended up having some issues, but I could really look at that and think, goodness gracious, woe is me. Why, you know, why did I have to go through that? Blah, blah, blah. I look at it as a blessing. I thank God that I, that I actually had that experience because I, since going through that, it was a real wake up call for me. I am the kindness giver and this show isn't about me. We're going to get back to you, Jack, but I, all right. I call myself. Your story is important, Randy but I haven't been taking care of myself physically. So that was a wake up call for me. And now I've lost 20 pounds, 22 pounds in a month. And, I, and I'm continuing to go down. And it's because so that I can be around to be able to spread the same kind of message that you're working so hard to spread, Jacqueline, and that Dr. Elia is working so hard to spread. Well, it's that important. It's exactly what you're saying, Randy. And, and we don't talk about this enough. And as much as I talk about giving to others, giving actually starts with ourselves. And when you recognize that and, you know, giving is really about it's it's a conscious awareness where a lot of people are talking about being in the now giving is about creating those moments right here, right now. So whether giving is to yourself in ways of exercise, healthy diet, if meditation is your thing, going out and being in nature, writing in a journal, reading a book, whatever it is. But when you take those moments in your day to consciously recognize you're taking the time right here 
to give to yourself, or you're taking the time right here and now to give to others, that gets us out of our mental heads and makes us present in the moment. And I think that's one of the precious things about giving is that when you can take the time to recognize that, and it's like pat yourself on the back every single time. So every time, Randy, you choose your, your green shakes or your juices or whatever they are, just take that second to pat yourself on the back and say, I'm giving to myself right now. I'm giving to my body right now. I'm giving to my own health, I'm giving to my mental health. Uh, you know, and then you can do that when you go, because then you're full and you're ready to go and give easily and freely with no conditions to others and with no expectation of return. And that's when we really start to change the world is when you're able to freely give to others with no expectation. You're not doing it as a favor. You're not doing it as well, if I do this, maybe they'll do something for me later. There's none of that. You're just giving because you want to give. Uh, because well, it makes you feel good. It contributes to the world. It creates impact. It puts us all working towards the same goal, which is creating a better, more beautiful world for us all now and really for generations to come. We're not going to fix this mess we got going on right now. But when we grow that and we grow the giving, we grow the happiness, we grow the kindness. Now we've got the roots going for the generations to come in the hope that they keep building that. Well, and I have to, you know, Elia doesn't know I'm going to say this because I didn't, we didn't sit down and talk about anything, but I, I have to throw something out there. You know, Elia is one of my heroes because he, he, he has been through, you know, I'm not going to mention that he's been through the ringer with him and his wife and the family. They've had some various things going on. And yet he is quick to look for ways to, to bless his friends, bless family, bless and serve people that are going through, through some real heartache and challenges right now. And so, you know, I, I, I look to, to him, I look to people like you, I look to you guys and I think I can do better. I can be better. I can be more like they are. And be, <laughs> I mean, I call No, myself, just be who you are. We just want you to be who you are because it's enough. <laughs> I mean, it's enough. Thank you, Randy, for your kind words. But uh, whatever issues that you know and problems we, we face and uh, adversities and so on, I was reminded. And Jacqueline knows because we were on the International Happiness Day, uh, you know, on the same day a couple of weeks ago. It pales in comparison with having your best friend lose his daughter. So I, no matter what, every time I start complaining about things going on, I'm like, you know what? These are all temporary and fixable for the most part. Yeah. Losing your child not temporary it's not fixable so it, it kind of brings me back to like you know what's really important is keep the big picture and don't you know don't drown in two inches of water of adversity or negativity or setbacks in your life and so on. Said that. or not enoughness right? We, right we all suffer from the not enoughness we're all enough well and the thing the thing that's interesting is is when we when we have our challenges we feel like we're in 10 feet of water and then we, then when we look back and we think, oh, wow, that was like half a centimeter or, 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 or an Perspective. Yeah. <laughs> so I like the way you said that. Elia. So J Jacqueline, it, one of the big reasons we wanted to have you on today is of course on the 21st of April, you have a very important event coming up, I believe. Do and one give day. It's all called uh, do one give day. And that's organized through your nonprofit 365 give, correct? Well, it's organized through me. That would be the <laughs> okay, well, okay. Well, that would be you. Me and a lot of beautiful hands and volunteers. Is, 
that support our work. What is Do One Give Day? Tell us about it and, and why is it so important? You know, Do One Give Day, you know, is an extension of 365 Give. So it's basically 365. 365 Give is about inspiring people to give every day, creating a habit of giving. And Do One Give Day, the interesting story behind this, which most people don't know, was actually created by youth. Because I had some high school, local high school students um, come to me a few years ago, and they wanted to create uh, something for their school um, that kind of replicated what 365 Give was, but something that they could do as a whole school community. So they were actually the ones, I, I mentored them for about a year, and we came up with Do One Give Day. And the name was actually created by my son who started 365 Give uh, with me. And it was a way to spread our message for 365 Give. It was a way to engage schools and students easily, and that's how it started. But what we realized is really do one give day is for everyone. And so the youth spread it at the school level, but what we do for 365 Give is we spread it at the social media level because what we know is that social media can make everything go viral. And we know that social media can make giving and kindness and love and happiness all go viral. And we're all a little tired of, of the bad news and the negative news and everything we've kind of been through this past year. So what we ask is we just ask people on social media or in their own lives, you know, to do one small act of giving. And it can be as simple as post a positive, uplifting quote or image on your social media platform. Tag us on it. Okay, we're just changing the algorithms. We wanna change what people are viewing and seeing in the world. If you go ahead and do one small act of, of kindness or giving, take a picture of it, share it on your social feeds. Because what most people don't realize is we have these really cool neurons in our brain and, and Dr. Happiness knows all about this, but they're called neuro neurons. So when people see other people being kind, brain, our brains and bodies don't actually realize that it's not, it's experiencing while it's seeing it. It doesn't have to be in their hands. So they're elevated just by what they see and they will feel happier, which in turn, we already talked about, will make them more inspired to go and give. So our simple goal is do one small act of giving, share it on social media, tag your friends, ask them to join. And on April 21st, you know, we're hoping to really make our new normal giving and, and change social media for the social good that we all want it to be. It's really that simple. And, awesome. and, and LinkedIn has been, I mean, LinkedIn's the rock star of this. LinkedIn over the past three years, last year, 25,000, you know, engagements, likes, comments, posts. It was, it's crazy. LinkedIn, the LinkedIn wow. family is just a remarkable support and it shows the community how strong, and we know this, it's called the LinkedIn family and, and how strong we are together. And, and you are part of that. Oh, that's fantastic. So important. I, and the thing that's inspiring is that they, these youth have taken it and just run with it. I, I love the video that you know, I saw the video clip that you put out there. And I don't know if that was this morning or it was yesterday, but uh, I, yeah, we've, they've done a couple now. The youth are amazing. You know, they're, they're asking for help. They're asking to be supported. They want to be part of it. And they're amazing. When you give them, when you empower them and you, you, you show them how their voices and the words that they say can make that difference. And then they follow it up by action. Our youth are amazing. They are our next world changers. Oh, that's, that's fantastic. Well, so jumping on to another question, because, uh, uh, you know, the, uh, Dr. Elia is the happiness doctor. You've got to be one of the happiness queen. If we're <laughs> there. So you speak frequently about happiness. You've spoken many times about the importance of gratitude. 
-hmm. How does looking for and expressing gratitude help us to feel happy inside? You know, for me, and it's probably a little bit of a difference between me and, and some of the other, you know, kindness movements or whatever it is, is I see gratitude as part of giving. Um, the same way you include compassion in that as well. It's not just the action using your hands and giving, but gratitude is included in that. And because it also creates the same chemical reaction in your body that giving does. And when, and it, it's also that thing we were just talking about, about being in the moment and gratitude is all about being in the moment and feeling blessed for what you have, being grateful for what's in front of you right now, um, being grateful for the people in your life and a great way to give is by showing gratitude, right? And, and literally, you know, having that attitude of gratitude always, if you can't shovel snow or don't have snow in your part of the world, that's okay. Go and just tell your neighbor how grateful you are that they live beside you. You know, I have neighbors like that. And I, sh and I say that to them, you know, send people those notes of gratitude with my kids school um, this year, we actually, the entire school, all of the kids, we um, sent notes of gratitude to seniors, you know, just for being in our neighborhood and how grateful we are for, for all they contribute um, during the time of COVID. And, you know, it was such a beautiful way to, to recognize the people in your community, whether you know them or not. But it's a really, you know, I, I even like to do this through my own social feeds where I'll direct message people and just say how grateful I am for having them in my life. So to me, gratitude is is part of giving along with compassion where you don't have to stand in someone else's shoes, but you can understand how they may be feeling in their perspective. And just giving compassion is also part of that as well. But, but all of that stimulates the serotonin in our bodies, which is our happy hormone um, and makes us feel happy. And then in your happiness, you literally, it's contagious and it spreads to everyone that you touch in the day. Happiness is contagious. I love it's that. Contagious. It's contagious. It's the best viral contagious thing we can have in our world. <laughs> every time, the, the interesting thing is, I mean, kindness is a precursor to happiness. Every time you go give something or do something, the, the happiness just comes. It just it does. It flows. It does. I can't help but think when you're talking about gratitude, how gratitude is an eyesight improver. And what yes. I mean by that. When we have gratitude, it helps us to see when we're looking for things to be grateful for, looking, it, it helps us to see the little things in our lives that people have done or are doing that we might not see otherwise. Listen, it's being grateful. One of my rituals in the morning is actually, and early, like I do it at like four in the morning and I will walk around my garden and, and I will touch my trees and, you know, the flowers, which are just coming out. That's where I start my day. Cause that's one of my, and if I can be in that present moment with nature and be grateful for that, um, I always find that everything else in my life becomes even easier to be grateful for. You know, and whether and that's even my children, when it's time to get ready for school, those moments are tough to be grateful for your children on some days, right? This but is a perfect it puts segue. you in that place. Right? This is a perfect segue for my next uh, question. And it's a personal question. You're, you're a mother of three boys. I am. And uh, so you have a very busy life. You have a lot going on in your life. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and we've, you know, Randy and I, we've raised our kids and they're always watching, even when you don't think they're watching. So they're watching you. So given all that, how do you maintain balance and how do you teach them that the importance of balance uh, in one's life in order to be happy, given everything that you have going on with your life? How do you how do you balance all that? You know, as I said in my TED talk, some days are better than others, <laughs> but, 
You know, I, we always go back and I think one of the things that I've done and shifted to, um, you know, I have three boys that all have neuro differences um, and uh, they're challenged um, in many ways. But what I've come to realize learning about their brains is that when we take on that attitude of gratitude, we take the time both in the mornings and in the evenings to practice gratitude. We then look for the ways to give in our world it works for my children the best. It keeps us centered that every day we go looking for those ways. And even if it's as simple as, you know, giving to your brother, giving to your mom in the way of service of helping me simply in the kitchen, you know, or, or whatever it may be. But we have that culture and we have the conversations so that, that my children, they know what oxytocin is. You know, they know how their brains work not only because they need to know, and my kids are young. I mean, we're talking eight and nine years old, um, but my children actually know how with their Irish twins. Yeah. Um, but they know, they know how the neurotransmitters in their brain works. They know how happiness works in their body um, because those are the lessons that when we can educate our children and they can start doing the emotional recognition in their life, that's when the connection starts to happen. So when we go in, give, we recognize that moment. And then we take that moment to go, great, how am I feeling? Or both ways, when our world is completely dysregulated and we're out of sorts, how do we recognize that? And then how do we, we actually have built happiness boxes at home. So when we're out of sorts and things are going sideways, what are the things that we can pull out of our box to go, okay, what's going to calm me down now? What's going to help emotionally regulate? Are, are you like, what is a happiness box? Can I explain to the audience real quick? What do you Absolutely. Mean well, you know what? I think happiness, I think everybody needs a toolbox for happiness where you have, you already know, you have identified, and it can be a little box for kids, it's bigger boxes, but it's a little box when you are feeling regulated or a happy place where you can start filling it with like little reminder notes of things that make you happy because what works one day doesn't always work another day. One day, um, if you're in a crappy mood, music may turn it around for you. It may not work another day. One day, giving will work for you. Another day, gratitude will work for you. Is this you. a symbolic box or an actual box? No, it's like a, no, it's, it's, it's like a, it's a box for my kids that I have. Okay. But I, but I actually encourage this of all, of everyone, even if it's a little box that's sitting on your desk. So when you can sit there and recognize okay, I'm in a crappy mood. I'm not functioning well. My thinking brain's not on. I'm not being creative at work, whatever that is. And this is, this is for grownups. This isn't for kids because we all have those moments where we're distracted. Um, you know, the answers aren't. Oh, I, ne I never do. Yeah, everybody does that, especially people like me. <laughs> we talked about this with ADHD, that you can grab your little happiness box that's on your mm -hmm. desk and go, okay, what are the things that settle me down? What's going to change? And how can I get myself regulated and into a happier place? Because that's when, and this is what you learn, we teach the kids, that's when you're gone from dysregulated where you've literally flipped your thinking brain and you get your thinking brain and your emotional brain working cohesively together again. So if you have a little happiness box of all the things you can recognize in your life that make you happy. So when I'm sitting at my desk, because I work from home, if I, I'm not thinking well, I step out into the garden. I'll sit and listen to the birds for a bit. I'll go field my bird feeders. I'll even go garden for half an hour. It may be stepping out of the office, listening to music, listening to an inspiring something on YouTube, but have lots of things in your toolbox. So depending on the day, you may have to pull out 10 things before you can get regulated again and get your happiness um, uh, neurotransmitters going and your hormones going. 
and then you're ready to go back to work, come back into your family, whatever it is. So just start putting those together. Sit down and ask yourself, what are the things that make me happy? What can I do in my life? Or what do I do in my life to make me happy? So I have those at my fingertips all of the time when I need it. You know what's really interesting about that? I just realized that I have a box. It's not actually an actual box. It's a symbolic box about what you just described. And in it, on a daily basis, there's definitely go out for a walk for an hour a day and be out in nature. Guaranteed, get the sunshine, get all that stuff. I've added to listening to music that really inspires me and lifts me up. And I do that at least an hour a day. And then the last month, I've added a third thing, which is I do like a laughter therapy. I'm seriously, on a daily basis, I watch comedians, maybe not a full hour, but I I, I do at least half an hour. And I'm in my office, my wife and kids like, what's daddy doing in his office? He's been laughing like I can hear him laughing. <laughs> laughter gets your endorphins going, right? Does, that is, does. It does. Laughter. Does. So there's laughter clubs started in India, in a park in India, a lot of years ago. There's actually a gentleman in India who started the whole laughter club movement. Um, and I just know this because my mother joined the group. Uh, and so there are laughter clubs all over the world specifically for that reason to to get the endorphins going it and makes my day is a huge one and yep and even smiling right it gets the endorphins going but i suggested like i have my list i have a, a youtube playlist i have my itunes happiness playlist i have all of those in my phone you could start your happiness box literally wow. right in your phone so that you know you've got it and the moment you take those moments to recognize how you're feeling that's all emotional awareness is is going how am i feeling right now it really Am makes I good a or not? It yeah. makes it's, so, it's social, emotional learning and regulation. And when you do that, then you're always ready and you're, you're getting out of your head, your monkey mind, and you're staying present in the moment. And then you learn, so you learn emotional regulation and then life is just sweet and life is sweet because you know how to get out of the bad mood, right? Yes. It's like it a works. switch. We call it the happiness switch. And it really works. I mean, it does work. Daily. It really does work. Yeah, and, and giving is always my thing. Like, I, I yeah, will do that. I will stop in my day and just send virtual hugs to like 20 people in wherever. And that turns it around for me because then it's got them going and then it's coming back. And then all of a sudden you're like, okay, we're back on track. Oh, that's that's awesome. That is awesome. You know, I sit and think you could have that box. You could, if you have your own box, you could just have it sitting close to you anywhere and oh, just open it up and, and look at any, anything that's any little idea. You may have little notes or something. Okay. Go, yeah. go listen to your music. Go do this. Go. The, the one that catches your eye for that day, maybe, you know, you may have, like you said, have different things for different days. That, that is a great idea. Yeah, I think everything, everybody should have like 20 things in their happiness box that they are their go-to things. Like it's not just one, two or three things, like have your 20 things. And every time you have a happy moment, write it down and put it in your box. Because even going back to happy moments, let's say you got to go to dinner at a restaurant. If you know, you're in somewhere where COVID you're opened up and after, you get to go year, to a restaurant. Yes. after a year of not going, put that in your happiness box, because even the reminder and going back to that emotion, you'll go, oh yeah, that, oh yeah. And just savor it for a minute. You know, you can do it that simply. So building that toolbox can be whatever it is for you. But we, what we know about happiness is it's different for everyone. There's lots of things that are suggested out there, um, you know, but build your own. And then, then, you know, and always put giving in it. Always. And, and, and I also say, reach out, connect mm-hmm. with other people. You get a prompting. Yesterday, I was going for a walk and, you know, this lady's name came to my mind. So I called her. The first words out of her mouth was, 
amazing. I'm like, I'm what, thinking what's, of what's you. I said, what's amazing, Nicole? She goes, I just thought about you literally like two seconds ago and the phone rang. How does Absolutely. that happen? I said, I have no idea, but it happened. So I, I thought I should call you for some reason and it happened. That's it. And we had this lovely conversation for 20 minutes. Yeah. And you felt better and she felt better and you're ready for the day. Well, my goodness, Jacqueline is. We could go forever with this conversation. <laughs> this could be hours. <laughs> and we've already, it's already, we've already been up for well over half an hour. And so it's, it's time for us to wrap up, but we'd like to ask you if you could share three wisdom bombs, <laughs> three mm -hmm. tips. Nuggets. Yes. I thought I gave them all already. Okay. Sure. <laughs> yeah, well, maybe you can recap, recap. So my recap is start um, a giving habit, a daily habit of giving. It's not difficult to do. It will give you that sense of well-being that, that so many of us, especially right now, are looking for in our lives. It will boost your immune system. It will make you ha happier and healthier, both mentally and physically. So start your list every day. Put it at the top of your to-do list every day. What's the one small thing I can do? Even if it's going to the grocery store, I know when I go to the grocery store right now, they have little food bags I can buy for the homeless. It's five bucks. Great. Done. So I integrate it. In, it is. Wow. So I integrate it into my day every day. Bring your bags to the grocery store, right? Like save the planet, pick up garbage out on your walks, you know, help a neighbor, be kind to a stranger, give an animal some love, whatever it is for you, but put that on your list as the priority of to do, because at the end of the day, the impact and the legacy that we leave from our lives and our footprint in the world is the one that matters, not the car that's parked in your, in your driveway or the house that you live in. It's the impact that you're going to leave on this world before you go. So that's, that's the first tip I would give. Second, first tip, this is what we love about Jacqueline. In the first tip, she gave us 10 tips. <laughs> <laughs> she went, tip number one is you went one through 10. Now for tip number two. So this is why we love having you on the show, Jacqueline. My gosh. She always exceeds expectations. Like, you know. <laughs> okay, so tip number two, and I'm not going to say anything about it. Build your happiness box. We already talked about that. Build your happiness <laughs> toolbox. And, you know, tip number three, um, be intentional about how you feel recognize it. Don't let the days go and get so stuck in here that you forget to just be present right now. And the moment you start doing that, you'll see everything change in your life. So everything changes. Just yes. start recognizing how you're feeling. Honor it. If you don't feel good, that's okay. Honor it, respect it, just notice it. And then go, okay, noticing crappy day, depressed, anxiety, stress, whatever it is, take this moment, do one small thing, change it around. The more you do it, and as many times as you do it in the day, it becomes easier and easier so that you'll be able to recognize it like that and change it like that. It's like any, and, any other practice in a way. And you know, it doesn't even have to be a crappy day. Like I've noticed that I need a nap. Like my body tells me you need to lie down. It yeah. could be for half an hour, but to honor that and to listen to that, where in previous years, I would just ignore it, keep, keep running, running, running. Yeah. I've learned like, you know what? I know it's the middle of the day, but if you need a nap, close your eyes, lie down on the couch and then, you know, it's a gift to yourself. That's part of your self-care to listen and then act upon what you need, what you need exactly. first. And then you're full to give to everybody else. Yep. Perfect way to end it. Perfect way to end it. Yes. Thank <laughs> you. Great, great, great conversation. So hey, and we're going to, we're going to finish this one way. This is something that I learned recently that I absolutely love. So before we go, okay. and because everybody's on zoom, Dr. Love knows this one. I might your name for him is when you're doing Zoom meetings, it's my favorite new thing to do. So everybody rubs their hands together. You get yes. your own personal energy going. And because we can't be together oh, 
and you just put your hands to the screen because I'm sending you all happiness and love today. So if you do that every time intentionally with all of our Zoom calls right there, that's your give. That's the way to spend, you know, share our love and share happiness and share peace with the world that you're connected with right now. Thank you for having me. Love that. I'll let you wrap. We want to, we thank you so much, Jacqueline, for being part of our show today. We're so grateful to you, our audience, for listening. So thankful to have the opportunity to share this amazing lady with you. And uh, stay tuned. Next week, we're going to have another amazing lady. Uh, The amazing Elaine Jacks is going to come back again. And she has a lot of great things to share with us. So that's perfect. uh, We're looking forward to my sister. We, we just had some uh, million dollar guests, uh, you know, and looking forward to another great episode. Thank you for joining us and, and have a great rest of your day. If you have suggestions for guests or discussion topics, please send a message via our anchor page at anchor.fm forward slash kindness hyphen happiness or send an email to randy at randymcneely.com with the subject podcast suggestion. Remember, kindness is a choice. And happiness is a choice always. So choose to be kind and choose to be happy today and good things will follow. Have a wonderful rest of your day.